Welcome back to another episode of When Opportunity Knocks, a Triple H production. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Hmm? Well, I'm just lighting a candle, setting the mood here. Ooh, baby. <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking about the stock market. I think you guys have something to... You guys just got here? Yeah. Excited. yeah. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah. Um, so, so I just wanted to touch real quick, because I, I, I think... Everyone sees the stock market as these Wall Street characters, um, you know, just corruption. Um, it's a big fuck around and probably not going to make money or it's always going to burn or some, some, some bullshit that the view that people have, right? But well, I, think there's... I think it's interesting to know where it actually began. Okay, let's check it out. You know, so, so the stock market actually began in like the 1600s uh, from the Dutch East Trading Company. And that was, that actually only consisted of boats um investors and a product and uh the company entity obviously right so what they would do is is they would have all these ships and they wanted to make voyages right so they would put all all uh, like either gold into one or they would divvy it up a bunch of different uh products like so the products were gold uh porcelain spices and silks so that would that's that was the stock market yeah. those were the essentials that's basically all it was and there was maybe other like me throwing a couple totes of fucking tobacco or something right. right you know but those were the main things so they would uh divvy them up and to to mediate their losses and shit they would put a bunch of boats out there and they would like run these ships to different parts different ports and then they would be reimbursed right so then the investor that would fund this whole operation to go there he would get shares of the Dutch East Trading Company and that specific ship. Mm. So if that specific ship made it, he got some shares of the profit. Cool. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Pretty simple. Nowadays it's a lot fucking more. <laughs> it's a lot more difficult because there's there's companies that. Uh, um, well, now they have ideas. These companies, it's not just straightforward. They have ideas. They're not things that are being implemented right now. They're things that they want to do in the future. Yeah, so back they have then I it was like a horse race set up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So whoever got there, that's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One. Now it's just ideas, and uh, so these companies they get investors the same way they did then, and then they they launch an IPO with that investor money. Right. And then from there. Uh, the, the IPO gains new traction because of these ideas and their promises to, to deliver, they gain more investors. They use that investor money to then pay back uh, the first investors, also pay for the next part of that dream, that vision. Mm. So in my personal opinion here, this is just me reading into this a little bit. I'm like, okay, it's kind of always built on like a Ponzi scheme kind of deal. Like... Yeah, who well, we'll pay back this investor to get the next investor, and that next investor will be paid back from the next investor. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in my opinion, like there is ways to make money. There is ways to make money because a lot of these ideas are good, really, really good. But then it gets fucked up. Ah, sorry, I, I won't get too far into that. But, but uh, that's that's where the stock market began. I think that's I like really that. cool. I like yeah. that how how it's began. Yeah. Yeah, and and just to say, the Dutch East Trading Company when they started this, um, you know, it was just to to fund their operations so that they could make some money. Mm -hmm. This was total fluke, total like by accident. The stock market was even fucking made. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't. They the only reason why it was made was because of investors that 
Yeah. Retail investors. And that's what it always has come down to. Mm. Retail investors. And I'm sure that'll lead well, up to is, some shit that you're about to say. Well, just <laughs> even the evolution of, like, what's happening here. I know we have something to say about crypto. But, like, I like how you did that there. Like, where it started, where it was going, and how it's going to be, how it's going to be, like made into something else because we're ever evolution uh, how, we're ever evoluting what what is the word? Just evolution evolution yeah, yeah. because we're not it, it's, it's evolving evolving yeah it sounded weird but, <laughs> but um i mean it's evolving yeah. as humans i mean we're always evolving either in a bad way or a good way or maybe just moderately you mm-hmm. know like mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel like there's a big movement happening and there's going to be a big change. And like, what, what was it that you had something that you, there's crypto. That's yeah, something. I was just looking up how like Canada treats crypto regulation and stuff because it's a big thing in the States right now, whether it's a security, whether it's legal tender and every country is just treating it differently. Like yeah. it's legal tender in some places like El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And it's a big thing there. And then in the States right now, it's mostly a security and then in Canada, it's like a commodity, but it's regulated by the securities. So, so can you explain that? A commodity is more like a barter system. So like you're trading chickens for rice. So you're trading something that does have value for something else, but it's not being paid for by money. But they still tax you like it's money. So you're still tax capital gains if you like make a large sum and pull the profit. That's capital gains, or if you're doing day trading with it, then they call that business income. So let's just say that I bought an NFT. Mm-hmm. I bought an NFT worth, let's just say, uh, one Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And then that said uh, uh, NFT that was currently what I, if, I, if we're going off of what's now, it would be $2,500 American mm-hmm. for that one ETH. Then what would and then my nft is worth now 10 eth so 10 times 2500 whatever that is would i be paying tax on that gain it would be a ta- yeah it would it be, be a, a taxable event gain, yeah. if i do sell yeah hmm should eh? yeah and i think now, if you what just is the case buy and then, then if you sell in, yeah. in canada now what what happens with uh, these these countries we know that there's like no fucking taxing like uh belize and uh, what's that cheap one? The cheap one. Uh, well, you're, I'm a Canadian, like Canadian citizen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Canadian like citizen. So if I go and move somewhere else. Yeah, see, now this is where. It gets a little bit odd here. Yeah, so this is. Entities or what? What yeah, the fuck? This is like some people, <laughs> they move to places like Puerto Rico or Belize or somewhere Rico, in the Caymans. That yeah, that, yeah, Puerto Rico is a big one where crypto people go. They move there, they get a dual citizenship and mm. have an address there. And then register their crypto wallets to that address and oh, not their Canadian address. And that's how they avoid the capital tax gains. Because in lots of those countries, they have a much smaller like capital tax. Yeah, well, right. Puerto Rico is like 2%, but then Belize is like nothing. Yeah. You know what? I can Belize see that. Belize might be one, but Canada is 50. Like 50% <laughs> of your the, capital gains are taxable. And that's interesting that uh, the pandemic happened and more people didn't want to live in bigger areas. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. were pla- they're talking about moving to different areas and moving to different governments and all this and that. Well, and it's so now easy that... now to move areas. Sorry to yeah, cut you yeah, off. Yeah. But just 
so because everything's remote so like people can keep their job and move like before yeah. you were tied to your job because you just show up every day right and well a lot of the physical like okay like construction jobs yeah you, you still gotta fuck, show you up, gotta but... show up sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we're, we're talking like but more than 50 percent of these pro- uh uh, jobs out there. I don't know if it's fifty. I would, I would, I would fucking, I would, or they're in the process because yeah. they like you. I yeah. even think about yours process. That yeah. shit's happening, yeah. 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 right? Maybe not specifically them, but we know that those moves are hey. happening. Mm. And there's that restaurant here in the city that actually has a robot server. Now. That man, I still haven't been there. Mainly Me because well, I don't like, I don't like sushi. It's, no, it's not sushi. Oh, it's, it's dim sum. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was sushi. No, it's it's more sushi. like uh, Chinese food. So oh. dim sum is sort of it's not the it's not the style of food. It's the style of delivery. Oh. So dim sum. It's on it's on a fish. No. <laughs> dim sum is you sit down and they bring over a plate of like five of something and your whole table says like yeah we want that mm. and then everyone shares off the plate okay. and then you just pay for cool. the amount of plates at the end of the meal. Okay. That's dim sum. It's not like the style of food it's the style of serving that makes it easy for going dutch i guess yeah (laughs) yeah and that makes it easy for having a robot server because you just take one or two plates around like do you want this or not yeah you don't have to take an order it looks like something from the fucking jetsons it's It's, it's like just a square or no no what's that robot the, the the pink one um, from Futurama on the moon. Oh, the Crushinator. The Crushinator. Oh. The it looks like that, yeah. but smaller. Yeah. <laughs> it's Futurama. funny that you say the Jetsons, just like a little side note of the Jetsons. If but you Dad, Google, I love him. <laughs> if you Google George Jetson, he was actually born August 22nd of this year, 2022. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, kind of funny. That's pretty cool. Okay. I think we got super sidetracked from what you were saying. Yeah, so yeah. Stock market. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, evolu- uh, evolution. Yeah. yeah. You know, evoluted. Yeah. <laughs> we evolved uh, from that topic onto a new one. Yeah. Cartoons. The, uh, well, so back to the stock shit. Yeah. Back to the Who's stock that? market, though. Like, there's a lot of people looking at the stock market right now. What is it? January twenty second, and for the past sixteen days, it's been falling. Crypto and the stock market, and we're on to a pretty well a crypto. Or well, we're on a crash. We're crashing right now. Hard. And it's very interesting because uh, Gary Gensler uh, and the SEC is supposed to be talking about transparency, and there's a big movement. Uh, we've talked about it in this podcast before, GME and AMC, um, some people call them the apes and whatnot, but meme stocks, meme stocks and uh, we're the ape group and whatever, but uh, a lot of us are talking on the internet uh, amongst each other and we all agree that the stock market is rigged oh, um, and it's just a big boy, it's a, it's a boys club. Um, for the rich and the rich and the rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's pretty plain and simple because even one of these guys that uh, that is in this group uh, ran for Congress and ran. And uh, he, he made it very well known that the whole uh, media is rigged. And he became friends with some of these people that were bad-mouthing him. And uh, along with that is he said <laughs> that... They don't. They're scripted. They they may not think it's true. They may not want to say it, but they they're need to keep their puppets, jobs. Yeah, dude. they're puppets. They've always been. So that just alone goes to show that the media is rigged to whoever owns the majority 
in, in, for their own advantage and their own thing. I tell you what, rules, if I ever became uh, involved in politics, I would never be a fucking puppet. Never. Well, maybe those people that are at the top are the puppeteers then. Yeah. So maybe you would be one of those people yourself. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say. <laughs> but that, I mean, the that, that's, that's just a, a crazy thought, right? So, I mean, you have all these people that are in power that want, um, want to basically keep us underneath their thumb. And that's how I see it, is that they're keeping majority of the wealth. And I remember hearing this just a few months ago. People were quitting their jobs because they made so much on crypto. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that and being like, that's a scary thought. I wonder what's going to happen next. Because if I'm hearing this, and mm-hmm. I'm in Sa- we're in Saskatoon, mm-hmm. and we're hearing people say this. Yeah, we're like the last to fucking know. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not just a few people saying this. This is... Uh, lots of people saying this and if the people at the top are hearing this Mm -hmm. they need to change something because people are not working for any anyone at this point yeah because i know i know i made a lot of money in crypto yes and then i lost a lot of money in crypto twice (laughs) (laughs) so people are getting smarter and they're figuring out different ways same thing with this nft shit the more i look into it same thing with the more market it, yeah. it is a hot market, and it, it, what people do with it, but it also, it also can fucking fall really fucking quick because it's backed on the Ethereum network, and we've done a lot of research on the Ethereum network as well. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of shit built on top of it, but that can also fall very fast, too. Yeah. And we've seen it. It's, it's gone down 14% in the last couple days. Yeah. yeah. So, and and let's keep in mind that the the stock market uh, stock market crash per se is a ten percent, and if it goes below that ten percent, then that's even that's that's a crash. Mm-hmm. The ten percent is a correction. More than ten percent is a crash. That's what the majority say. When I so. keep seeing like conflicting news articles, like the one day I saw a news article that there's a bill in the U.S. Senate where they're pushing. Uh, so that cryptocurrencies cannot be made by central banks or governments because they're supposed to be decentralized and that's the whole essence of the business. And so they're putting a bill into Congress that you you just you can't do that and it would block the banks from making their own. And then this morning I saw that the central bank for the U.S. feds are making their own cryptocurrency. So yeah. like it's just like a it's like the internet. It's a who can get out their first war. Yeah. So, yeah, there can be bills passed, but if you're out there first, it's going to be hard to undo what you did. Because you're already going to get money from initial investors. And the fucked up thing is, is that Gary Gensler has come out and said that a few years ago they made a, or they passed a bill, or they got a bill passed, that they can, they can fucking, they can do insider trading. Right. Like these people at the fucking SEC. Who are supposed to be there for the the retail investor? Yeah, are, yeah, are rigging the fucking game. Yeah, well, and they know the rules. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so they and this know is what's... the best part, though, Paul. And it's, you talk about this all the time. Is that now the retail investor, us, you know, you guys? It's we're we're starting to figure out the rules. We're we're starting oh, to yeah. read the fucking playbook. 
You know, so now now it's becoming that we we actually know what the fuck's going on. We see it, and now we're actually calling it out. And thanks to social medias and the fucking news, we're actually we were able to 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 have a voice that can be fucking heard. Mm. And that, I think we're gonna see some powerful shit happen. That's just yeah. Thank you for touching on that because I almost missed that part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The on Friday, what was that? The twentieth. Or yeah. 21st. 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 Friday, mm-hmm. there was a big thing happening, and I, I've been following this for a fucking year, for crying out loud, but it's the AMC stock, because I have stock in it. There's no... There's nothing about that. Now, I have stock in it. I have lots of it. Oh, yeah. And that <laughs> fucker, I've written it... I read it all the way up to 72, and I've written it all the way down to... What is it at right now? It's at 1797 right now. And so... With that being said, on Friday, there was a lot of people, and we're talking millions of people, watching this stock because there was supposed to be a gamma squeeze. The stock was above $20, and it got shorted, it got sold, and all the the orders got rerouted. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back or do some research on the stock market because this is the best I can explain it right now, is that they've rerouted or rerouted our stocks and our buys that day so the price wouldn't go up which is manipulation and it's fun so the stock wouldn't go up and there would be no gamma squeeze and there would be no uh, price increase now we could see that plain and clear because there was millions of people watching there was millions of people buying stock the volume went up but the price didn't it went down we can see the buy volume. We can see the sell volume. The buying volume was more than the selling volume. It was physically impossible for the price stock to go down without manipulation. Now, Gary Gensler on fucking Tuesday and Wednesday, apparently there's some talk about stock market transparency and people are now very curious on what he has to say because there was millions of people watching the stock like this stock and this price Mm -hmm. at that time now we all know retail retail knows this fucking game is rigged why do you think we're going to continue if nothing's fixed this We're not going like to be 2008. You said this. You said this when we started our podcast, yep. when we got into this. Retail investors are not going to fucking take this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put our money where we know we're going to lose it. And the game is rigged. Mm-hmm. We're not. Mm-hmm. And you guys need retail money mm-hmm. in order to keep this fucking world go round. Why do you think they're picking on crypto so much right now? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> That's right, yeah. The, you the know? flipping has begun. I'm surprised that he hasn't resigned yet with just everything that he's Well, he's got to get his, because yeah, his, his reputation's fucked. Yeah, and everyone's got to get his, Gensler's got to get his now, he's going to get enough money, and then he's going to fuck off, just like the, the, the last two. Yeah. Hmm. You know, it's just, it, history's going to repeat itself over and over. You know what, I think he's a fucking puppet too, man. Oh, hell we don't yeah, even dude. We don't even know who is it behind this. It's because it's the billionaires and trillionaires because there are trillionaires out there. They just don't want anyone to know that they oh, are. 100%. The more we've looked into money, the more we've looked into the stock market, the more that we know the more now. The make. <laughs> seriously. Man. <laughs> there, there's, there's powers that be that we don't see. Yeah. I like that. I <laughs> yeah. like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean... The amount of knowledge that we've learned, and 
you've you've heard it from your parents the stock market's really risky it's not risky if you just leave your money in for a decade because yeah. Warren Buffett's proven that one. Mm -hmm. He literally said, put your money in it and don't look at it and keep putting your money into it because it's always going to fucking pump. Mm -hmm. It's all based on a human emotion. You know, I lo I've lost about $15,000 US in the past couple months just because of crypto and also the stock market. Mm -hmm. I'm not even blinking a fucking eye. I've seen it worse. Is the thing. Oh. So. <laughs> and it always so, comes back. Yeah. Like, as long as you diversify. Like, we're not saying oh, pick one yeah. thing and dump Jesus your entire Christ. paycheck into it. Like, spread it out. That's the biggest and most important part right there. You, yeah. you said that right, Ange. Diversification. Mm. If you don't have that, you're, you're fucked. That old, there's an even older saying about the stock. <laughs> don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, diversification is very key. Yeah. So plain and simple, don't get fucked. Yeah, yeah, and watch what's gonna happen right away, cause they're like this retail movement, and and Gary Gensler, crypto, AMC, XRP, other tickers. Man, there is so much happening, and I think this this year, this is a, a historic year, I believe. Yeah. And on more than just one one uh, turf, so many things are gonna be like this is this is a big point in in time. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. and I, I feel like if we all really stop and take a minute and reflect on our lives and everything that's happened in the last couple of years, you'll know that to be true. Everything is building up and leading to something. Historic. I think we yeah. should leave it on that. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And this has been When Opportunity Knocks, a Triple H production. Mm -hmm.